I had no idea before going to Georgia how beautiful this country was. And I even looked up a lot of pictures. I watched a lot of YouTube videos. I did my research, but I wasn't prepared for a city and a country that offered as many things to do and see as the country of Georgia. Now, why don't we know this? Why haven't we heard that this is a place to go? Literally, it is a quarter of the cost of going to Western Europe. Hotels and food and day tours might even be a fifth of the cost of going to places like Salzburg and Paris and London. Uh, The deals are to be had. And in this episode of Let's Talk Travel, I'm going to tell you about my five days in Tbilisi, my trips out to the mountains in Georgia, my trip to the wine country, the people I met, the types of food I ate. It was one heck of a trip. I almost didn't make it to Tbilisi. I uh, booked my ticket on Lufthansa, but the first leg of the trip from D.C. to Munich was operated by United Airlines. Now, I've never been a fan of United, and this trip, uh, unfortunately, will continue my, uh, my thought process of never being a fan of United. I drove all the way from Raleigh, uh, parked at a uh, hotel across the street, took the shuttle, checked in at a kiosk, scanned my passport, and once you know it, the red light on the kiosk start blinking. See attendant. So an attendant walked over and she asked where I was going. She looked at my passport and she looked at me and she said, what's the purpose? And I said, tourism. And she looked at me and said, well, you can't go to Georgia. Georgia is only accepting travelers for family and work and Georgia is off limits. And I said, well, that is not correct. Georgia was one of the first countries to open to vaccinated tourists. And um, she looked at me and started looking at her phone and uh, I pulled up the website for the State Department and she says, well, you're flying to Munich and Germany doesn't accept uh, tourism at this point. And I said, well, Uh, Interesting enough, you're operating the flight, a connection city, Munich, uh, that's going to get me to Tbilisi. I don't leave the airport. So she gave me a bunch of runaround answers of why I couldn't go to Georgia. So I asked her, do you even know where Georgia is? And she looked down and didn't say anything. So I asked her uh, to get her manager immediately because I wanted to make my flight to Georgia that I paid for. And um, after about five minutes of back and forth, a manager did come and she did solve the problem. But it took about 45 minutes. And if I hadn't been early to the airport, I probably would have. Yeah, I could have missed my flight. So it goes to show you that we have people working at the airlines. And I never have these problems with international carriers ever. It's only places or companies like United and American that I continue to have problems when you check in. Not even knowing where the country is, knowing nothing about it, and telling a paying customer, no, you can't travel, 
really does cause a lot of stress and headache. So uh, I won't be flying United unless I have to. And uh, that's how the trip started. Fortunately for me, the trip had no other hiccups on my long way to Tbilisi and while I was in Tbilisi and on my way back. I was clear to go. Uh, but it was just that first day of checking in that caused me a lot of stress. You want cheap tickets, then you got to consider long layovers. That's how I got my $700 round trip ticket from Washington to Tbilisi for under 700 bucks. I took a long layover in Munich. I mean long, 14 hours. Now, it's no fun, but to save a lot of money on an international trip, you got to do it. So I spent all day in Munich, and let me tell you, Munich Airport was dead. 90% flight cuts due to COVID. 90%. One small section of Terminal 2 was open. And I spent the entire day walking around, finding a chair, finding an uh, area where I could just relax and try to sleep. And I think I did for a couple hours, but for the most part, kept you know waking up, looking at my phone, getting the computer on, turning it on. They had free Wi-Fi, getting something to eat. It was a long day. I did meet a guy, though, from uh, Nigeria who had been living in London for almost 25 years, and he was looking to get out of London and just turned around and said, hey, where are you going? So we start talking. He was going to Tbilisi for two months. He said he had some traumatic event that just happened in his life, and he was looking to leave London for a while, discover where he wanted to go. He was a day trader, uh, so he could live anywhere. And he found out that Tbilisi was almost 10 times cheaper than living in London. So he got a uh, Airbnb, never heard of Tbilisi, never been to Tbilisi, booked two months, starting with an Airbnb, and uh, was excited to go. So you meet people like that that are just kind of going wherever life takes you, and it was uh, fun to talk to him. Uh, about 10.30 at night, my flight uh, to Tbilisi was uh, boarding, got on the plane, uneventful, probably about a four-hour, yeah, four just a little bit under four-hour flight, landed at 4.15 in the morning. Uh, the airport was busier than I thought, real small airport, uh, about 20 minutes outside of the downtown area, so I had a driver from the Marriott come pick me up, which was nice. Uh, carried my bags. I switched about $300 into the currency. Um, went to the Marriott. They had a greeter, knew my name when I walked in, ex you know, was expecting me at 4.30 in the morning. Uh, gave me an upgraded room on the fourth floor. And I mean, this room was right over Freedom Square. So you open the curtains, a massive room, and you have a, a front view, four stories up, of Freedom Square, which is one of those roundabouts you see in London with a big, beautiful gold statue in the middle of it, towering over Tbilisi, Freedom Square, uh, there because of the independence Georgia got when they separated from the Soviet Union in 1991. Remember, my hotel room at the Marriott was under 60 bucks. 
This was a unbelievable room. The trip I did to Denver, a really small, run-down, travel lodge hotel was 101 and we're looking at $57 a day. So that's how my trip started. I went to bed about 6 o'clock in the morning, got up at 11.30, didn't want to sleep that long because now I got a half a day wasted, and I want to see Tbilisi. So, um, you know, my trip to Tbilisi was long, yeah, uh, but that's what you got to do to get a really, really good fare. Okay, so I uh, noticed quite a bit on my very first walk through Tbilisi that afternoon uh, on day one. The first thing that I noticed and had heard before is that people from Georgia love American tourists. I mean, even at passport control at the airport, she stamped my passport, said I was a gift from God as far as a tourist being an American coming to Georgia and to have fun in Georgia and don't drink too much on the wine tours in Georgia. One of the nicest border patrol people I've ever met. But walking around Georgia, there or Tbilisi, there is a George Bush highway. They love George Bush. Now, George Bush supported the Georgians in 2008 when Vladimir Putin uh, invaded the country, took territory, uh, so George Bush stood up for the Georgians, uh, set his support, went over with Laura Bush. They had a huge ceremony. He gave speeches downtown Tbilisi, and everybody loves George Bush. The other thing I noticed was that police cars always have their flashers on, the red and blue. They're always going. So at first I thought everybody was being pulled over. They just keep those on. When they're pulling you over, there's a problem. They get on their microphone and they scream out what they want you to do. But all police cars are flashing. So that was a little confusing. Uh, crosswalks are all underground. So they go under the intersection and below the intersections are shops and people selling flowers and all, you know, drinks. Uh, so that was real nice. If you do crosswalk at the top, you know, on the surface, I can tell you um, they do stop, but it looks like they won't stop. They drive pretty quick, but the second that you walk out, uh, they will stop. So that was assuring, but you can't be too trustful. So I was careful. Everybody buys flowers. I mean, everybody was buying flowers. There were more flower vendors uh, on the street, uh, selling them out of the trunk of their car, uh, flower shops in the parks. There were, you know, fresh flowers. And somebody told me over there that it's a, a tradition to put new flowers every morning in the house or give flowers because flowers, re, uh, flowers say that it's a new day, a new beginning, a new start. So I thought that was kind of interesting. Uh, they have a curfew at 11 p.m. goes till 4 a.m. And when I say a curfew, and this is for COVID, they don't have the vaccine progress that we do. Everybody is wearing a mask outside, inside. Uh, you don't have to wear a mask outside. There were a few that weren't, but uh, they are very strict on mask. And the curfew is even more strict. If 
you are caught outside at 11.01 or before 4 a.m., tourist or Georgian, you are assessed a fine of up to $1,000 U.S. Now, $1,000 is a lot of money, but 1000 to a Georgian, um, I don't know how much it is, but it's a lot. So at 10.45, 10.50, the street, you see people running. I mean, they are running. The cops are waiting to give out fines at 11 o'clock. Now, no one told me that, and that's I found out about 10 o'clock when uh, someone came up and said, do you know about the curfew? And I said, no. Um, uh, what time is it? And they told me how serious it was. So the curfew in Georgia works pretty unbelievable. Um, uh, Georgians don't smile when they pass you. They don't say hi. They don't even really look at you. Uh, now, I said they're friendly, and they are extremely friendly if you stop them or they, you know, you stop them on the street, ask them a question, or they ask you where you're from, or you're on a tour with your tour guide or the hotel staff, the customer service, they're unbelievably friendly. But they don't look at you walking down the street. I did a lot of walking. Very few people look up, are smiling. It looks like they're uh, not happy with you or they don't like you. That's not true. That's just, if they don't know you, we, they don't do what we do here and just kind of smile and nod the head. They think that's odd. Um, I didn't know Georgia was such a wine producing country. There are wine shops everywhere and a massive region uh, towards the Caucasus Mountains that I went to on my third day. I'll get to that in a little bit. They make a lot of different type of wines, um, and, and it is really impressive. I had no idea Georgia and Tbilisi was only 500 miles north of Baghdad. I mean, I knew I was towards the Middle East, but not that close. And Georgia, to me, is an exact 50-50 split of what you feel when you're in the Middle East and what you feel like when you're in Eastern Europe. Uh, it looks more Middle Eastern in terms of the terrain. There's a lot of Muslims, people from Iran, people from Turkey, Azerbaijan living in Tbilisi. So it really felt Middle Eastern, but it still was a very European. And technically, they are Europe. They're as far east in Europe as one can go. So um, you know, if you go there, be prepared. It feels like you're in halfway in living or visiting a Middle Eastern country. Um, they, uh, the food is different. There's a lot of kebab shops, a lot of Turkish influence, a lot of, um, uh, sandwich shops. There was an American diner like I saw in Salzburg. Um, a lot of people do a lot of walking. There are cobblestone brick streets. So I didn't see a lot of bikers. There were some, but it's kind of hard to ride on those streets. A very old city. Uh, the river cuts through, kind of like Salzburg. You have two different sides of the city. Lots of churches. They're all uh, Christian Orthodox, just like Russian Orthodox or Greek Orthodox Church. Um, so, you know, it's an older city, but there's cafes everywhere. Uh, there are Turkish or Georgian baths, uh, spas. And I mean, you can rent a room that has kind of a jacuzzi. Uh, for an hour and you have to go in you can't stay any longer than five minutes before you got to get out sit on a chair 
take a cold shower, get back in. And you do that every five minutes because you stay in there six, seven minutes. This is scalding water and it's sulfur water. So it's real good for your skin. Um, boy, does it make you sleep. I mean, you walk out of there and you're just tired, but you are relaxed. So you have these bathhouse, spa, sulfur spring saunas everywhere in Tbilisi and, and they have these domes over them so they're very easy to find and the cost in Tbilisi again a fifth a fourth of what it cost here uh, I think I paid twelve dollars for the hour for that Turkish or Georgian spa uh, it's extremely cheap for lunch a donor kebab and a coke is a buck fifty that, that fills you up a super nice restaurant I don't know, 20 bucks at the most for one of the five star. Uh, again, I talked about hotel prices. It is just a place that uh, you need to go. It's super safe. I mean, minimal crime, if any, petty theft. People who love Americans, love tourists, a very diversified city, super safe. Walk anytime except during the curfew. You can't be out during the curfew. That's probably the strictest thing that I saw. Um, so first day was really, really interesting. I learned a lot about this country. Uh, definitely a place I'm going to go back to. Okay, I'm here with Ani from Tbilisi, Georgia. And she, she's a tour guide, sells tours, and is a journalist. Journalist in school, right? Uh, in university. University? Yeah. yeah. So um, why should Americans come to Georgia? Uh, because I think Georgia is the most beautiful direction. Yeah. It's, for me, it's gorgeous location where we have some tourist locations. Yeah. And that's why they like our country. And... Uh, I think uh, it's sure you like our country. Love it. You like, you love, love it. it. That's love why, guys. <laughs> That's why. It's more beautiful than I yes. thought. Yes, yes, yes. We have many charts. We have some lakes, uh, amazing directions where you can stay and like uh, to rest. Yeah. And um, that's why I think it's uh, so important for tourists. That's why they coming here always, oh. always. Well, that's great. Well, thank you very much. You're welcome. Good to meet you. Appreciate it. <laughs> you too. So you just heard Annie, and she is a uh, tour guide, one of many on the streets of Tbilisi, and she sells day tours for places like going to the Caucasus Mountains or wine tours or going to uh, Armenia for the day. And mind you, these day trips are only about 30 to $35, which include eight to ten hours the van the tour guide the bus driver um, all the different places we go they don't include lunch but I mean you can't find anything for a full day at that price unbelievable so Annie uh, got me on the street she uh, called me into the office we looked at all the itinerary options and I decided on two day tours one to the Caucasus Mountains um, really right on the Russian border and pretty long drive from Tbilisi. And I'll get to that in just a second. And then the next day, the wine tour all the way on the other side, um, you know, probably about two and a half hours from 
Tbilisi, really close to Azerbaijan. And both were two of the best day trips I've ever done. And I've done a lot of trips with Explorica. They do incredible jobs. But these two day trips were just packed with really incredible things to see at a cost no one can beat. So uh, I picked the first day and my van was full of international tourists. We had Poles, we had uh, Georgians, we had Saudis, we had Yemenis. Um, I think we had one Czech. And we went from Tbilisi all the way into the Caucasus Mountains to some of the most incredible sites you could imagine. And I've uploaded some pictures and videos on Facebook of what you know, a tourist gets to see in the Georgian mountains. I had no idea that the Caucasus Mountains are higher than the Alps. And prior to getting to some of the historic high um, scenery um, viewpoints, we stopped at a river on a beautiful lake that looked like Salzburg, the Monsee in Salzburg. And this river was two colors. One was green and one was dark gray. And two rivers came together and merged but the colors of the rivers never uh, diluted with each other. They stayed separate. And I was so busy taking pictures and video that I really didn't understand how that was actually happening. Um, we stopped off at lunch. I sat right across from two people on their honeymoon. They are uh, Yemenis that are living in Saudi Arabia. Uh, the one girl did the translation for her husband. She was covered in a full abaya. Super nice couple. Uh, had the uh, typical kinkate, which is the Georgian cuisine, a big dumpling with a bunch of broth and pork in it. Uh, I picked actually the beef option, and it was really good. And then we got back in the van, and we went to uh, some sites, which included people paragliding, uh, we went uh, into tunnels through the Caucasus Mountains, and at one point, the tour guide said, right on the other side of this ridge is South Ossetia, and that is where the uh, 2008 war was, where Russia came in and helped this breakaway republic from Georgia separate itself, and it literally was on the other edge of the mountain. And that was a pretty big war in 2008, the reason that George Bush came to Tbilisi and gave his uh, support speeches for the country. Uh, we ended with having to switch our vans to these uh, other vans that had more of a sport tire, uh, bigger tires, wider tires. And they took us the last 15 minutes to a lookout over the Caucasus Mountains. We were above the clouds. Uh, we were at this church that had the views of the mountains that were unbelievable in the background. And when I talk about going fast up the mountain, uh, I can't even tell you. I got some video of it. It was both a lot of fun and frightening, to be honest with you. And uh, going down, he was playing incredible music and just driving as fast as he could around these bends and we're up as high as Eagle's Nest in Salzburg. So uh, if you are scared of heights or scared of uh, aggressive, he was a great driver, but aggressive drivers, this might not be the tour, but everybody handled it great. 
And then we made our way back uh, on the long route through uh, Georgia back to Tbilisi. And again, the whole trip was about nine, 10 hours. Well worth the 35 bucks. Okay, I got George on and I wanted to ask George, who's our phenomenal tour guide over the past two days. Wanted to ask George, why, why should Americans come to Georgia? Um, because in Georgia you can find everything what you want. Here is a uh, beautiful places. Here is a good nature. Here is a good wine. Here is the mineral waters. <laughs> good mineral one waters, yeah. for, for your health. And here you will see the, how Georgian people are hospitality. Yeah, hospitality. So. And you said they make more wine in the world than anywhere. Uh, yes. Uh, we are making a lot of wine, a lot of kind of wines. Today we are going uh, in a uh, winery region that calls Cajeti, and here you can taste uh, the sweet wines and the semi-sweet wines, and dry wines and hot, <coughs> hot dry wines. So you will love my country. Come, yeah. come here. I can verify that. It's been uh, uh, called my country, not Georgia. The name of my country is Sacartuelo. So come in Sacartuelo, my friends. The name of your country is not Georgia? Uh, it's a, uh, like an uh, international name yeah. in Georgia, but yeah. for the Georgians, it's a Sacartuelo. Yeah. So maybe after after a few years, well, that's gonna everybody, everybody will yeah. know my country is Sacartuelo, not as Georgia. Okay. Well, that'll help with Americans who think when I say Georgia, yeah, 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 I'm yeah. not going to exactly, Atlanta. Exactly, exactly. That's okay. why we are planning to change, change, change ah. the name of my country. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Well, I appreciate it. I've been here three days, and it is absolutely beautiful. So yeah. uh, we'll, we'll hopefully see a big uptick in tourism. <laughs> I hope. I hope. And plus, my friends, here is safety. Here is no corrupted uh, policemen. Here is no crime. Uh, and here is no coronavirus as well. So, <laughs> so come here. <laughs> I was believing you until you said coronavirus. <laughs> Hi. Thank you, George. You are welcome. That was our Georgian tour guide. His name is George, and he was one of the most fun guides I've ever had on any trip I've ever done. So I would say that the wine trip tour that I did on the second day of my day tours was probably the best or most fun day I've had on a trip in a long time. And I've had a lot of fun. This trip to the wine country in itself was really spectacular. But the fact that I was paired up with such an international group made all the difference. We had, in addition to one American, we had two Georgians, we had three Polish people, we had one Austrian, we had three Ethiopian girls that were flight attendants for Saudi Arabia Airlines, we had one Lebanese guy, and we had one Israeli woman. And we just bonded. We talked about international issues. We went on the wine tasting tour. We did everything together that day. And it just felt like maybe we knew each other for years. Uh, the bonding was intense. We just had a lot of fun. And uh, the day started out, you know, not real good because prior to the tour, the day before, one of the Ethiopian girls got bit by a, a stray dog. 
and we had to uh, take her to the hospital on the way out to the uh, wine country because she needed a vaccine shot. And, um, you know, what was supposed to, according to George, take 10 minutes, took an hour and 20 minutes. And the Israeli lady was not having it. She got off the bus as we were waiting. We were all standing outside the bus while uh, the three girls and George were in the hospital. And she started yelling and asking why this was happening and why did they choose to go on the trip if she got bit. And uh, certainly um, she was angry. And she had a point, you know, she had a legitimate point, but she really made an issue out of it. And when they returned to the bus, she went off on them. And the Lebanese guy wasn't going to have it. We had to kind of control him from really going after her. Well, it turned out that um, on the first stop on some little village, which was picturesque, and we got free time to walk around, uh, the Israeli lady got lost. I mean, so lost, she was an hour late. We had to find her. George found her. They walked around the town. And um, when she got back to the bus, the Lebanese guy let her have it. I mean, verbally. And that's kind of how it started. It was entertaining, but I think everybody kind of made up. Uh, at least the, uh, the uh, Ethiopians, Lebanese, and the Israeli lady sort of made up by the end of the tour. But we went to a bread uh, manufacturing little business and tried that. We tasted uh, some type of liqueur on the way to the Valley of the Wine. And who knew that Georgia made so much wine? You get to the skirts of the valley, you're up on a hill, which is pretty high, and you look 110 miles out, and there's the Caucasus Mountains. And I remember asking George, my God, they're huge. He said, yeah, they're taller than the Alps. I had no idea. I had no idea that the Caucasus Mountains, like I said in the, uh, on the day trip to the mountains, were taller than the Alps, but they are impressive. But you can see them from almost, uh, you know, we were 110 miles. They looked like they were right there. The valley is huge. Uh, it was hot. Um, there were these monasteries everywhere. There was a version of the Wall of China that I've took pictures of. And, you know, it, it was mind-boggling that nobody knows about this country, that they haven't advertised themselves. So we, uh, we went to the wine-tasting tour, which was included with the dinner. And the dinner, we had 50 different things to pick from the menu and a lot of Italian food and mainly Mediterranean, a lot of Turkish and Greek influence in that country. So uh, we had kind of sampler platters. And then we went over to the wine tasting where they show us how they uh, bury the wine. And, uh, you know, we tried all different sorts and it was really a great time. And the whole way home, and you know, we were late because of the hospital ordeal, we had to get back in enough time to be back at the hotel or back at home before that curfew. So he was racing and we were pretty far away from Tbilisi. Uh, but on the way, you know, the bus lit up, he had these flashy lights and he put on the music and each one of us had to pick a song uh, that uh, represented our country. And I remember when the Austrian guy, he just graduated from college, he couldn't think of one. 
So I yell out, Falco, uh, Rockney Amadeus, and they played that, and everybody was singing and dancing to that uh, song that was really a hit when I was uh, uh, studied in Salzburg back in the late 80s. So um, everybody said, hey, great pick. They really liked that song, so I haven't heard it in a while. Anyway, I would vote that out of all the day trips I've done, these single day trips, that was far by the best trip I've ever done. And again, it was with it was for the reason of who you were with, not specifically the tour itself, which was a 10 out of 10 anyway. So had a great time. If you ever go to Georgia, you got to go on a wine tour. My last two days were just relaxing and walking around Tbilisi and, you know, checking out different restaurants and different tourist sites and just kind of relaxing. And I found this cafe up towards the uh, cable cars. It was a hike. It was a walk. It was good exercise. I was exhausted. Take a lot of stairs. And I got to almost the top and there was this cafe, just a perfect view of the city. And um, walked in and somebody asked if I had reservations. I said, no, but I'd like to sit outside, just have a iced tea or a wine or whatever. And, you know, he asked if I was uh, where I was from. And I said, America. And he said, well, you can have dinner here. We'll get you where do you want to sit. Real nice. And uh, brought me down to this perfect view. Uh, I ordered um, this unbelievable potato and chicken dish. It was five bucks. Had a large iced tea and lemonade and their walnut salad or walnut uh, dressing salad, uh, which is just over cucumbers, tomatoes and some lettuce. But this walnut, unbelievable dressing that they're, they're known for walnuts and almonds and nuts. And they make this dressing that goes on a lot of foods, especially salad. And it was really, really good. I wish I had the recipe, but sat out, enjoyed the view. It was hot, uh, relaxed, walked around Old Town for the last time, went down to the river, uh, watched the people board that uh, balloon that uh, takes you way up. It's, it's right in the center of Tbilisi and it has this wire and there's probably 50 people that get in this basket and this balloon, helium-filled whatever, just goes up and it's tethered to the ground. Uh, I wasn't going to get on it, but the views must be unbelievable. And it goes high. I mean, it must be four to 500 feet up. So um, watch people do that. Walked along the river, went down to that friendship bridge again and uh, just said to myself, I wish more people knew about this town and really, really considering a program uh, of study abroad, just like Salzburg, where students can live there for two to three weeks, uh, take a Wake Tech class and um, enjoy staying in Georgia. Um, is it as pretty as Salzburg? No, close. Is it as expensive as Salzburg? Not even close. So it may be an opportunity down the road for a study abroad trip, uh, you know, once a year, once every other year. I'm considering it.
Okay, so Georgia was a place of beauty, super nice people that love American tourists, even have a highway called George Bush Street, um, and is literally a quarter of the cost of places in Western Europe. You gotta go. You gotta go. Eight hours from D.C. on a flight to Munich and then another three hours, 45 minutes, and you're in another world in a beautiful part of the world and certainly would be a trip of a lifetime. Okay, my next episode, which will be uh, probably about three to four weeks out, will be of the beautiful country of Bulgaria. And I will be heading to Sofia, the capital of Bulgaria, in a couple weeks. I'm very excited about it, hoping to do a day trip uh, to either Serbia or North Macedonia, which aren't very far from the capital of Bulgaria. So Bulgaria being one of the oldest countries and Sofia being one of the oldest cities in Europe. So uh, stay tuned for Bulgaria coming up on You've Been Listening To, Let's Talk Wake Tech Travel. My name is Jeff Myers. Hope to uh, see you soon.